Welcome to the In All Things Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from friendship and personalities to contentment and faith. Our goal, to encourage you to seek Christ in all things. Hey, how's it going? I'm your host, Sierra. Let's imagine you're in my living room and dive into real conversation. My small group recently had a great discussion about rest. How we go, 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 go all of the time without taking time to rest ourselves. We don't take the time anymore for a real Sabbath. And I'll be honest, sometimes I even forget that that's one of the Ten Commandments. We are told to take a Sabbath and keep it holy. Our discussion about rest, the biblical kind, inspired me to talk about it today and talk about how society has kind of claimed this idea for themselves, but in a very different way. So what exactly does it mean to rest? Because if we look at what the Bible says about rest versus what society says about rest, we see two very contradicting ideas. The world has twisted this idea of rest. So what sounds biblical and what sounds like God wants is not actually what God meant. And we see this in a lot more areas of our lives than just rest because it's one of Satan's tactics. He takes one of God's ideas and turns it upside down and twists it in a way that seems good and it seems honoring, but it has the wrong motives. And it's easy then for us as Christians to get on board with those things because Satan's deceiving us into thinking it's what God wants. And so the way that Satan has twisted the idea of rest in our society is through the self-care movement. Self-care, doesn't it sound awesome? You're being encouraged to rest your body, take a break, take care of yourself, spoil yourself. What's not to love? We are told to go get a manicure or a massage, go take a bath or escape for the weekend, ditch responsibilities and just have a lazy day. Will any of us deny that that doesn't sound awesome? (laughs) I mean, it sounds great, but what can we notice about each of those things? It's an awful lot of self in there. Of course, that's not a surprising thing coming from the self-care movement, but when we look at the Bible, we see that rest has way less to do with ourselves and way more to do with God. So if we take a look at what the Bible says about rest and about Sabbath, we can actually start at the very beginning of the Bible, and it's in the second chapter of Genesis. The verses there say, By the seventh day, God had finished the work that he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all of the work of creating that he had done. God didn't rest because he was wiped out from everything that he was doing. The Hebrew word for rest is Shabbat, and one of its main definitions is to cease or to stop. So really, God simply stopped creating. He had finished, so he stopped on the seventh day. He rested to enjoy his creation and to set an example for us. It pops up again in the Ten Commandments, and God says, 
Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all of your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. As I already mentioned, I forget that this is a command sometimes. Now, we can become legalistic with this view when we say that our Sabbath has to be on a specific day of the week. That was a law in the Old Testament, but it doesn't need to be a certain day of the week now. We still need rest, though. We still need to lean on Jesus to be restored and re-energized. Resting is so beneficial for our bodies and our minds and even our hearts. Have you ever noticed the times in your life when you're running yourself so hard, busy with back-to-back appointments or events that your body starts to wear down a little? For me, when, when that happens, I am tired all of the time. I start to get a cold or I'll get headaches. That is our bodies telling us that it's time to slow down. God built this into our bodies as a reminder to take time and rest. It's kind of like, well, if you're not going to do this willingly, we're going to have to give you a little shove in the right direction, right? We, we even see this in nature, like in um, farm fields. Farmers will often plant a crop for six years, and then they will give that soil rest on the seventh year, just like a Sabbath. And in doing so, when they return to use that soil in the eighth year, it actually produces better crops than if they hadn't taken that year off. God thought of everything in creation, seriously, because if he put that much detail into making sure that actual dirt needs a rest, why do we think that he wouldn't want the same for us? Jesus says in Matthew, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus wants us to rest in him. We find rest in him. Isaiah talks about this as well, and he explains that if we keep the Sabbath holy and honor the Lord in it, it says Then you will find your joy in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride in triumph on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob. I'll be honest, I've never been intentional about taking a Sabbath. I usually try to schedule rest in each day, and then I'll do some, a little bit of work in each day after I get home from work. So I might have some household chores to do. Um, And I'll just pick a few each day. And then I also get some rest in there. But there is something about the idea of dedicating one day a week to resting. And as I've been researching this more and more, I want to implement it into my life. I don't think that means that you can't drive to see friends and family. Or it doesn't mean that you can't put your bike in your car to drive to a park and take a ride. But we are to rest for our physical and our mental health, but also our spiritual health. We can take that day of rest and intentionally be pouring into Jesus. Pray more, focus more, worship more, read the word more, 
fellowship with believers more. Our day of rest can look different from each other and even different for us on a weekly basis. Rebecca Lyons wrote a book called Rhythms of Renewal, and she has an entire section dedicated to rest and a chapter on the Sabbath. She says, we don't have to run to earn rest. We run fueled by a posture of rest. How does this look in our lives? Are we restful? Do we act like we need to earn rest or are we fueled by the rest that we intentionally take? Because it does need to be a choice. Our attitude is sometimes like, oh, I had a busy week. Now I can rest. And really what our attitude should say is, I know that I will be able to serve the Lord better next week if I rest today and come refreshed and refueled rather than running myself dry today. So when it comes to self-care, the root concept that of resting and taking care of yourself is not in and of itself a bad thing. But resting needs to be more about focusing on God and resting in him. Can we do that while we're taking a bath or getting a mani-pedi or in Mexico with friends for the week? Of course we can. Absolutely. But please see the difference between a Sabbath rest and the world's version of self-care. Sabbath rest refocuses our mind on Christ. And self-care revolves around focusing on ourselves. We take Sabbath rest because God deserves our best. We take self-care time because we believe that we deserve it after all we do. For us to take a Sabbath rest, we use every excuse in the book to get out of it by having so much to do. But when it comes to self-care, we use every excuse in the book to take it because we've done so much already. There has always been something that's a bit unsettling to me about the self-care movement. And until recently, I haven't been able to put my finger on it. But really, it is the sole focus on oneself. Philippians says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking for your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Jesus gave. He gave everything that he had, including his own life, for us. Are we laying down our lives for our friends and our family and our community sacrificially and selflessly in the same way that Christ would? We actually do see a few places in Mark that after performing miracles, Jesus does go and take time alone. But it's to go pray. He doesn't go take a bath or take a weekend off. He goes and seeks a solitary place to spend time alone with his father. Can we honestly say that we choose to do the same? I want to clarify that I don't want to come across as these little things of self-care like I've mentioned, you know, like a bath or a vacation or a night with friends are bad things because I absolutely don't believe they are. To be honest, what I think it boils down to is the posture of our hearts. What is our goal? 
where I think it becomes a problem is when the goal is to reward ourselves. And please believe me, I am guilty of thinking this for myself. Oh, I've had such a busy week. I've done so much. I'll just put off my household tasks tonight and curl up on the couch to watch a movie. Well, what would happen if I asked myself, which was more honoring to the Lord on that day? And praying about it. For example, maybe I am getting burnt out and I do maybe need a renewed mindset going into the coming days. Then I would go ahead and say, take that night. However, maybe just watching a movie isn't the way to go. Spending time in the word, listening to worship music, journaling, those are better ways that are going to get us that renewed mindset that we need. But if I'm not burned out, I can steward my time wisely by staying on top of my responsibilities that I have at home. So if I, if I have upcoming things that I need to get done, is it stewarding my time wisely to check out and relax for the rest of the evening and abandon those responsibilities? No, it's not. Stewarding our time wisely sometimes does mean resting, and other times it means pressing on even though we're tired. We need to make sure that first and foremost, we are honoring Christ with our rest not using it as an excuse to become lazy, which is something that I often see in the self-care movement. We use it as an excuse to take a break, um, to spoil ourselves. When, if we look at an example in Proverbs 31, that describes a woman who works with eager hands, who brings in food from afar, who rises early in the morning, She works vigorously, and it says that she does not eat the bread of idleness. She sacrifices so much of her own desires for her family and her friends and her community. We have a lot to learn from her. Another clarification I want to quickly make is that some people look at self-care as simply taking care of yourself. So when I'm talking about self-care, I'm referring to that newer movement in society that idolizes ourselves, but taking care of our minds and our hearts and our bodies is absolutely not bad and it's not selfish. When we're eating healthy and exercising and getting enough sleep, that is honoring to God with our body. Taking a date night with your husband once in a while and leaving your kids at home, that is not selfish. You are honoring God in your marriage by prioritizing it and setting an example for your children. So I just wanted to clarify that I'm not referring to actually taking care of yourself. I'm talking more about the self-care that focuses on rewarding yourself and self-gratification. Because let's be honest, getting a manicure, while not sinful or bad, it's not needed to honor Christ when we're wanting to honor him with our bodies. It's a nice treat. But you have to ask yourself, what are you sacrificing at the feet of yourself? Are you sacrificing finances and putting yourself in an unstable financial position by doing whatever the self-care item is? Are you sacrificing time that could have been spent doing more productive things? Are you sacrificing time with your family or your kids? It's just all something to consider. We cannot put ourselves and our desires above Christ and what he wants us to do with our time. 
And that is something that I see happening in the self-care movement. And when we come to Jesus for our rest, our heart posture there is solely focused on him. And I talked about this a little bit in my people-pleasing episode, that when we take that time to rest, we are able to listen to him better and hear him better and be prepared when he says, I want you to go here and take action here. When we have rested our bodies, hearts, and minds, we are in a better position to say yes to whatever he is calling us to do. Thanks so much for joining us on today's episode. I am so glad to have had this conversation with you. I am praying that this episode was encouraging, and if it was, please consider leaving a review. This show is just getting started, and we would love to bring more people into our conversation. Sharing it with your friends and leaving a review is a great way to do that. See you next time.